raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. It is the, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment update. <laughs> you know what's very interesting about the indictment? You know, there was a black woman who was indicted, too. Yeah. I saw that, and a black guy. And yeah, and because it's always these dumb ass. Let me tell you something. Every time a black person messes around with Donald Trump, Herman Cain is dead because he listened to him. Yeah. Herman Cain is dead. How is it that you would pick this dude to hit your star to? And I guarantee you, out of all the 19 people that are indicted, those two are going to jail. Oh, yeah. without question. <laughs> yeah. You know you going yeah. to jail when you're when the, when your title is I'm the leader for blacks for Trump. Yeah. 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 Lead them into jail. jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're the leader for orange. Orange is the new black. You know that? It is. I'm just telling you. And it can't happen soon enough. And and the one woman, I guess she was a, a publicist for R. Kelly and Kanye, yep. so that's problematic in in the, it's to say the least. But um, she was the one who kind of spearheaded that thing where they went down and tried to intimidate the black mm-hmm. poll, poll workers. Yep. yep, I don't feel bad for them all. I don't feel bad for them at all. Let me tell and, you something. And, Fonnie Willis said, "Listen, we followed the facts, we followed the law, and we bring charges." And she dropped yeah. the mic and walked yeah. out. I was like, <laughs> yeah. "That's my girl." Yeah. I tell you what. <laughs> It's been a it's been a rough dude for white dudes in the South this month, man. I'm yeah. telling you, it's been a rough time. First they got here with chairs in Alabama, then Rico in Atlanta. Woo. Yes. <laughs> and you know the other thing I found so interesting, this is how you know how serious they that they were about it. They talked about it, what it's like ninety one pages, right? And 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 the fact that you realize it was midnight and she was like, I wanna thank everyone for staying this late because this is how mm-hmm. important it was. That means that, that at midnight they were all getting these reports and yeah. they she called them out and Name by name, she made sure to enunciate properly so that people would know exactly who she was talking about. And she said, I'm going to try them all together. Now, a lot of people are saying that's not a good idea, but I don't know. I'm going to oh, let her do it. There's no way she can try them all together. I don't think she can try them all together. I think that was something she was saying. But I'll say this. Uh, Ray Charles had it right when he said, Georgia on my mind. He had it absolutely right. <laughs> Happy birthday uh, to the Queen of Soul. She, of course, passed away at 76 years old uh, five uh, years ago today. She is just uh, one of a kind. Uh, we're going to celebrate. I don't know if we're going to celebrate her in the mix, but uh, happy birthday to the Queen, uh, Aretha Franklin. I, I, I tell you what, the Queen of England's funeral wasn't even as long as Aretha Franklin's funeral. No. No, not at all. No. Not even close. She didn't have soul, though. No. Aretha Franklin had wardrobe changes. I yeah. mean, I was like, wow, this is. <laughs> I, I got the Aretha Franklin's funeral box set. That's how long it was. Happy birthday to Angela Bassett. Happy birthday to Madonna. Happy birthday to Young Thug. And you, who'd have thought that Young Thug and Donald Trump would be charged for the same thing in the same year? Mm. Um, happy birthday to Steve Carell. Happy birthday to James Cameron, the director. Happy birthday to J.T. Taylor from Cool in the Gang. Happy birthday to Reginald Val Johnson, probably one of America's favorite dads. Happy birthday to Killer Priest. Happy birthday to Charlie Baltimore. Happy birthday to Carol Mosley Braun, the first African-American woman elected to the United States Senate. Happy birthday to Seth Carr, portrayed young Killmonger in Black Panther. And of course, posthumously, of course, happy birthday to Frank Gifford. We got a great show lined up for you. Of course, Jasmine will tell us what's trending on the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man. What man? Tell these good people what's trending. Well, there's more fallout for Lizzo. I mean, I, I, obviously everyone's talking about the Trump situation, but uh, this whole thing with Lizzo continues to fall out because of those allegations from some of her uh, former dancers. Uh, you know, there was a festival that I think Jay-Z puts on that was canceled because of that. Now, the Super Bowl, they say she was actually on the list of uh, possible performers and was at the top of the list. They've now rescinded that invitation uh, because of all of these talks. And the sad thing is... You know, nothing has been proven yet, but they're saying that because more people are coming out with, you know, accusing her of these extremely inappropriate acts. And, you know, she continues to say that it's not true. But this is another one of those situations where, you know, you're basically guilty until proven innocent. And well, I'll tell you what, a few allegations on un- un- substantiated allegations that Lizzo can't perform in the Super Bowl. But 80 felony charges, almost 100 felony yes. charges, and a rape charge, and Donald Trump can still run for president. He can Tell still me this run ain't for president. That's crazy. Lizzie can't run to the, go to the Super Bowl. She can't perform the Super Bowl, but he can be, get a nomination, Republican nomination for yeah, the president. That's crazy. The other big story uh, is Michael Orr. Do you remember the blind side? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So this guy is saying, you know, he's now suing that Thule family because he's saying, 
you they never actually adopted me. Uh, you know, also they uh, secured, I guess, a conservatorship that allowed them to profit at, at, at his expense, but also said that he's really not a power of their they're not a, a member of his family. The other thing is, I guess this all. Why didn't he say anything right after the movie? Well, he said he. Why did he do all the interviews? Why did he do all that? I'm trying to tell you. He said he didn't really find out all of the, I guess, particulars about this until after. Like he didn't even find out that he was really not a member of their family until last year. He didn't realize that he wasn't getting any of the money and would never see any of the money from the blind side, but (laughs) the other family members did. He didn't know that. He said basically all of this began to decline Mm -hmm. after the movie came out, which he didn't know they were going to portray him as unintelligent. He had no idea that they were going to to say that he was uh, adopted and and just the way that they portrayed him out to be the. How old is that movie? Savings. How old is that movie? Um, pretty old. Yeah, pretty I old. saw him on interviews, right? Yeah, yeah, I did sit in, okay. sitting right next to them. But I think yeah. he, at that time he thought he was going to be getting paid royalties from that, and he did not. Yeah, and okay. then I, yeah, and then I guess the bigger thing was I guess when he went to file this paperwork or find something else out that's when he found out that the paperwork wasn't what he thought he thought it was more than just a conservatorship towards them he thought it was something that i guess would be down right how long did or play in the nfl um not that i don't know yeah pretty good amount of time made a pretty good amount of living so he could have got a lower i mean to me this kind of things happen to you when on when you don't have access to things like they could take advantage. Always going that people are always going to try to take advantage of you. But to me, it would seem like you, with the resources that were available with to to you when you were playing, you would at least look and see if everything, all the eyes were dotted and the teeth. Unless were you trusted but, them, yeah. Well, unless you trusted you know. them to be your family. You know. Yeah, that's the title. Blind Correct. Side. You know. He so got blind. You know. And there's that. I mean, it happens. But the, the, the well, I don't know about being is, adopted and betrayed. But I, Jasmine, tell us well, what I that's. Do. Let me. <laughs> you can think a certain thing and not find out till years later. Ma, not ma. That is absolutely true. Now, we so, knew that. That we knew that already. Because <laughs> well, you know, Sandra Bullock can't have a 300 pound black dude. I, I mean, I know for real for real. I mean, for all of those who are doubters or trying to figure out and and have the same questions that you do all of this will play out in court and we'll find out exactly what he knew when he knew and how he didn't know some of yeah. these things because all of mm-hmm. that stuff will come out yeah unless they settle <laughs> but you should, and they might unless they settle I don't know. man who wouldn't but that's they, they, they won't blindside it again I know that <laughs> alright coming up we got a little note from the GED sexist it's the Dale Hughley show uh, it's been a pretty rough uh, uh, little month for a lot of white guys first they get hit with a chair in Montgomery and then the RICO in Atlanta. And so Donald Trump is fourth indictment. I guess it was a sweeping indictment with 19 people, including two black people. So it's funny because almost all the black people that listen to Trump end up getting in trouble. I don't care if you're Amarosa or Herman Cain. You can lose your career or your life. And now two more people are losing their freedom. But such is what happens in the wake of Donald Trump. Uh the thing I find the most interesting is this is not one of those things that we have to uh, speculate on. We all heard the call. I think that's what what I find interesting is I talked about this last week that the RICO law that is constituted in Georgia came about in 1980. And it was as a, as a result of crime running rampant in Atlanta. State legislatures getting together to get prosecutors far ranging broad twos that would be easier to convict, charge and convict young black men. And now that same law. Uh, is getting old white guys, which I think is poetic justice. As a matter of fact, what the place, uh, Coffee County, which some of the indictees are from, uh, the uh, prosecutor in, in, uh, in Fannie Willis's district wouldn't even have had authority if it wasn't for the RICO law. Uh, another thing that I find interesting is all the people that defend Trump and they always invariably conflate him with Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is a crackhead. There's no doubt about that. But even he doesn't have 100 felonies and a rape case. Uh, Hunter Biden has never taken an oath uh, to uphold the Constitution. Hunter Biden, if he profited from uh, his relationship with his father, uh, if he did anything wrong, I think he should suffer the consequences of his action in a court of law. This is undeniable. I don't care what happens uh, in terms of if he's done something illegal. He should get what people get who've done the crime he's committed. 
But as far as I know, a lot of well-to-do white guys do not go to jail for drugs. They don't go to jail for misdemeanors. Hell, we had a white guy who, a young white kid, raped somebody out of a, outside of a dumpster bin in Stanford at Stanford University, and nothing happened to him. We have a white guy killed five people in Texas, and he said that his lawyer got him off because he said he was suffering from affluenza. I, I defy you to show me where very many white affluent guys named Hunter are in a penitentiary anywhere. But I'll leave that alone. I don't know what Hunter Biden did, but I know the one thing he did not do. He did not swear an oath to uphold the Constitution. He did not suborn perjury. He did not uh, gather uh, the nation's finest secrets and, and have them in full display. He did not uh, try to uh, see the fake, uh, slate of fake electors. Hunter Biden is a crackhead, but even that, he didn't do the things that Donald Trump has done. As a matter of fact, all of the people now, all of the people who have done all these wrong things, like if, if Hunter Biden is convicted of crimes and gets, gets a conviction, he still couldn't vote. But Donald Trump, if he's convicted, he can still run for president. That is the backwards notion we find ourselves in. Now, I can't tell you why people insist on conflating uh, Hunter Biden and, 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 and Hillary Clinton. None of them were ever president. None of them ever were. But if they did what they were accused of doing, they should go to jail. I said unequivocally, if Hunter Biden is guilty of these crimes, which I doubt that, you know, I doubt that a dude named Hunter, like I said earlier, is going to go to prison for his crime because too many people don't. I think if you're of a certain hue and a certain uh, income bracket, you just don't go to jail. It's just the way it is. And I don't think he'll be any different. But I think you, when you try to conflate a crackhead to the presidency of the United States, so you're telling me a dude who's on drugs, a drug addict, should be held to a higher standard than the president or that they should be both treated the same? One swore allegiance to a pipe and the other swore allegiance to the Constitution. Now, if Hunter Biden did what they said he did and whatever the penalty is for that crime, he should suffer. I defy Republicans to say the same thing. Because in all of their defenses, they never say he didn't do it. They always say, what about and how come this? And that's from everybody to Republican operatives, uh, to the Washington Post, to the New York Post. They're all trying to defend and make this complacent between Hunter Biden and, and, and Donald Trump. Donald Trump, uh, Hunter Biden is a drug addict. Donald Trump was the former president of the United States. If we are going to hold the president, if the standard is what we do to a drug addict, then OK. But I'll tell you this. If Hunter Biden did it, and I say it I hear it out loud, if Hunter Biden did what he's accused of, he should suffer the penalty for it. I dare you guys to say the same thing about Donald Trump. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. California Democrats are backing a campaign by Governor Gavin Newsom to amend the Constitution. Uh, the Right to Safety Amendment calls for a con- constitutional convention to produce an amendment that would allow states and local governments to limit firearm possession, raise the legal age for gun ownership to 21, require universal background checks, impose minimum waiting periods, and institute an assault weapons ban. Yeah. I, yeah, all necessary. It doesn't sound crazy to me at all. The Constitution is only a living, breathing um, a, a document as to what the mindset of the population was at that time. Right. Yep. Which is why there are amendments. That's why you need right. that. That's why we have a lot of amendments with our Constitution. I think almost 30. Right. So, OK. Yeah. 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 We didn't get it right the first time. 
Yeah. Uh, so microplastics used in food packaging and paint have been discovered in the human heart for the very first time. The particles are shed by single-use plastics, such as bottles and food packaging, then released into the air, water, and food around us. They were found in all of the blood samples and the heart tissue of this particular sample of people that they found, which I think was about 50, and it's believed that they were inhaled or ingested. Wow. That's how That's per- pervasive plastic is in our environment. Which is one of the reasons why they're moving to ban it in uh, airports such as LAX. Remember all the stuff you used to see you don't see anymore? Like aerosol, uh, deodorant, you don't see that no more. Hairspray, you don't see that no more. Yeah. Uh They sell it at the dollar store, but I'm talking about it's not as pervasive in our our environment as it was. You don't see Raid spray no more. You see foam and stuff like that. I mean, all of those things exist, but not to the degree that they once did. And it's because they quietly found out how corrosive and destructive they were. Like it was, we was we were killing bald eagles. <laughs> like, yeah. like we like. So I think when you find out something, when you know better, you do better. I guess that's the uh, the uh, the old adage. Uh, this is very interesting. So a man, um, and this is this is one of those Instagram arguments. Uh, if a man expresses that he doesn't want kids and advocates for an abortion, but the woman chooses to have the child anyway, um, then the argument goes that the woman doesn't have the right to complain him about him not helping or being an absentee father. Um, others just say it's an excuse for banning, a man abandoning a child. Um, so do you think it is, I man should have the right uh, um, to, well, basically, <laughs> Dave Chappelle told the joke. He said, as far as abortion, if a woman has the right <laughs> to kill a baby, I have the right to abandon one. That was, it was, oh, wow. it was oh Dave. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> if you have the right to, 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 to kill one, I should have the right to abandon one. Man, I couldn't stop laughing. That was hilarious. But um, if a man says he don't wanna, doesn't want a child pays for abortion, but the woman has it anyway, um, does uh, he have, she then she shouldn't have the right to complain about him being an absentee father. And other people say it's an excuse for abandoning a child. What do you think? Is it, uh, does she not have the right to complain about the child not uh, father not helping out, or is it just an excuse uh, for a man to abandon his child? Uh, that's the question that we are posing to you. Eight seven seven two four two two four two six. Also, this up on Twitter at Dio Hughley Radio or on Facebook the Dio Hughley Show or the website the Dio Hughley Show dot com. All right, we're going to be getting to your calls in a bit. It is the Dio Hughley Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So this is our question for the day. Uh, it, it, of course, it was on Instagram. It was a little, it was all the rage on Instagram a couple of days. So, so there's an argument. If a man expresses that he doesn't want kids and, and, and basically asks for you to have an abortion, but the woman chooses to have the child anyway, then then the argument goes that the man, woman shouldn't have the right to complain about him not helping or being an absentee father. Others say it's just an excuse for a man abandoning his child. Uh, what do you say? We're going to go to our social media platform. Junius, what are they saying out there? Well, Dave from Cleveland says, if you make it, you got to take care of it. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I think, well, that's legal. <laughs> that's a legal president, right? That's not. It, well, you, you know, had the fun of making the baby. Right. I don't know. Well, does it have to be fun? I mean, is it always it fun for somebody? Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the baby wouldn't be here otherwise. Right, if it wasn't fun for yeah. somebody. Right. Well, no chore. All I gotta do is okay. Um, I'm gonna let this one go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So if a man uh, says he doesn't want a, a, a baby and um even advocates for an abortion, um and he, there's an argument that is one side of the argument is that she shouldn't have the right to complain about him being an absentee father and not helping out. Um, the other side of the argument is just an excuse for a man abandoning his child. I mean, if you, I think that those type of people don't even really need an excuse. 
They just need to, uh, to go to the liquor store and never come back. They don't even need an excuse. That's just kind of <laughs> a time on a tradition. You know, the one thing about giving an excuse, you generally have to be there to give them. If you're just gone, <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> um, but uh, that's an interesting uh, conversation to have. Um, we're going to see with Jasmine because I see she's chomping at the bit to, oh my to give her two cents. So if uh, if a man expresses he doesn't want kids and even advocates for an abortion, but the woman chooses to have the child anyway, then the argument, one side of the argument is that she shouldn't complain about him helping out or being an absentee father. The other side of the argument is that it's just an excuse for banning a child. What do you say? That's the question that we're posing to you. We get into your calls in a bit. It's the D.O. Hughley Show. All right, it's the D.O. Hughley Show, your indictment update. update. There have been a lot of them. We got yeah. through the 25th to see what happens. Like, uh, apparently in Georgia, um, they're making an argument that, you know, it's a state. Well, first off, in Georgia, uh, the governor can't pardon you. Um, you have to serve at least some of your time before you're eligible for, for parole. And you have to wait five years. Mm. You know what I mean? You have to serve some of your time in five years. So we're talking, you know, if you serve two years or whatever, then you got another five. So that's seven years. And a fat ass dude, who white dude who eats cheeseburgers for a living ain't got seven, eight years. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so it would be an essence of life. Since. Right. I think um, they're trying to turn it, move it to a federal court so that he yeah, would be able course. to do so. But of course, of course, I don't know if they're going to let that happen. Of course. Um, and they tried to move it to West Virginia, and they. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, come on now. The states' the, rights the, people are trying to move it to federal court. What? What? Yeah, that's the funny <laughs> thing about it. And yeah, that, that, that's the hilarious. So they they will contort themselves to make all kinds of sense. One thing I think is funny is that he wanted to move his trial in D.C. to West Virginia because of diversity. What redder next than the other <laughs> next? When is, is the next redder? Does the next get redder as they go along? Um, the question uh, we are asking it basically is stems from an argument that was uh, percolating on uh, Instagram. If a man says he doesn't want kids and even advocates for an abortion, but the woman chooses to have a child anyway, then one argument is that, that the woman shouldn't have the right to complain about uh, the man not helping out or being an absentee father. Others just say it's an excuse for a man abandoning his child. Jasmine Sanders, you're up. What do you think? Well, I think that it, it is not. Um, I don't necessarily know that it's an excuse for him to you know, abandon his child, but I think once you said yes or you ask a woman to have sex or y'all both started having fun together, you both knew when you laid down what might happen when you got up. And so whether or not you wanted the the baby or not, there's a possibility that a baby will come. And that's your responsibility, period. I mean, there's no that's why men. And nobody knows that better than me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to do my public service uh, service announcement. Men, if you do not want to risk this, um, start dating women in menopause. It's Either the best that thing or double ever. up. Double yeah. up. That's it. Real know. simple. Yeah. But I'm telling you, date a woman in menopause. You ain't got to worry about it. Hot flashes are not as bad as child support. I'm just telling you. It's just you, you should, you should, you should, you know. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. You got to go somewhere where the factory's closed down, baby. You ain't got to worry about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Meet her at the early bird special at, right. at Golden Corral. They do all type of stuff like that. You ain't got to worry about it. The question that we are asking, ladies and gentlemen, one argument says that if a man um, tells a woman he doesn't want a, a, a child and even advocates for abortion, but she proceeds to anyway, that he shouldn't um, basically, uh, she can't complain when he uh, when he doesn't uh, show up for the baby. And the other side is that, that that's just an excuse to abandon a child. We're going to leave that up to you. What do you think? Uh, 877-242-2426. More of your calls are coming up in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Um, So the question we're asking, there is a debate on Instagram basically forwarding the notion that if a man has told a woman he doesn't want a baby and has even advocated for an abortion, that she shouldn't have the right to complain 
um, or expect, uh, I guess, any financial support. The other side is that it's just an excuse to abandon a child. Junius, what side of the argument do you came, come down on? Really, it, it comes down to a humanity check of the person. I mean, because if you love your woman, your wife, you given a chance, you're going to love your offspring, too. So eh, if you, eh, no, I said if you mm, love them. Now there's a lot of marriages not predicated on love, you know. But. Well, the other thing is, your your a lot of these cases, I would imagine, are not a wife situation. It's probably a one night stand or a girl right. that you're seeing who gets pregnant, and you don't want your wife to know, or you don't want you just don't want the baby. Hey, let's not and, bring me in, and I'm just orchestrating <laughs> this whole thing. I don't understand why I'm in I this. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> Old but, stuff uh, that comes. Guilty dog will holler. But the point is. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the law still, they don't care anything about public policy. They don't care about don't. what public opinion is. It no. is very clear in the law that if you are the father, you are responsible. And the only way that you can get rid of those, uh, that responsibility is to terminate the rights of the child, of the child. I mean, the rights of you as, as a father, not to not terminate the child, but you as the father. And that still has to be approved by the court and the mother. And they still, well, she has, to, and you still could be financially liable. Of for course, that make a difference. Yeah. Um, the thing that's interesting is that half the states in the country, you know, a lot of states in this country, they they want every sexual act to potentially result in a pregnancy. Yep. They're not playing. They, 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 so so you know they they if you're talking about going after contraception, if you're talking about you know making women carry babies, I read the horrible story of there was a woman who was in I, I forgot what state. But she was uh, 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 pregnant. The baby was had no fetal heartbeat, so it was gone. And the state she was in made her carry the baby to term. Of course, her body rejects it, and a couple of week, days later, she had you know the unborn. She missed on the bathroom floor, and she says, she, you know, that her and her husband had to do that. And I think that a state that was sanctioned something like that is so horrible, and. I think that arguments like this are best uh, made between or had or discussions like this are, are best be between the man, the woman, the uh, the doctor and whatever religious figure you have involved, if that's the case. But this a state bureaucracy, legislatures and white dudes sitting around pontificating on what people should do with their bodies. I think that that is the most pervasive kind of erosion of freedom. Well, yeah. um, the thing that that is galling to me as a woman is that those men know it does not affect them. And that one yeah. story that you read, there are hundreds of others in the same type of situation where a woman knew the baby wasn't, you know, uh, viable. viable. Yeah. They go to the hospital. She has to go through endure labor, know that she, knowing that she's giving birth to to a baby that that's yeah, not. Yeah, we did alive. that story, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the yeah, other situation did. is, you know, you have women who carry a baby to term. It puts their life in danger. The baby's life in danger and the hospital based on the state that they're in is not required to save either one that's that's horrible that's horrible yeah all right so the question that we're asking we got uh a man uh, an argument on instagram uh, forwards the notion that if a man tells a woman he doesn't want a baby and even uh advocates for abortion and she has it anyway then she doesn't have the right to complain or expect help uh, the other side of the argument is that it's just an excuse to abandon a child we're going to leave that up to you what do you think uh, 877-242-2426. More your calls are coming up in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So an argument, a uh, discussion. I guess it can't be really be an argument on social media. Um, but a discussion on Instagram forwards the notion that if a man tells a woman he does not want a baby uh, and even advocates for abortion, she proceeds to have it anyway, that she doesn't have the right to complain or expect help. The other side of the argument is just an excuse for a man to abandon a child. What do you think? We're going through the phones. Listen, if he's going to have children, he should have wrapped it up or just not have sex. But once he decided to do it unprotected, it's his responsibility also. It's not just hers. So, listen, he got to take care of that baby. Hey, I think it's a coward move for a man not to take care of his kids. If the woman decided not to have an abortion and she had a child, you still obligated to take care of your child. That's your seed. That it's not only a woman's responsibility to have birth control. If a man does not want to be a father, he should put on a papa stopper. Why is he having unprotected sex knowing he could make a baby? If he doesn't want one, why not just put on a condom and avoid all of that? Yeah, man, if you don't want no kid, just wrap it up, man. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want no kid, just wrap it up. You don't get to abandon your child because you don't want no kid. That's ridiculous. Uh, I think it can go either way, but the issue I'm having with that is this. Uh, 
if a, if a woman wants to have an abortion and the man wants to keep the child, the woman holds all the costs so she can have that abortion without a father having any say so, and vice versa. If the woman wants to have a child and the man doesn't want the child, he shouldn't be forced into that responsibility. And I don't think it's abandoned. I think I've told you that that's, this is what I don't want. You went ahead and decided to have that anyway. So you shouldn't complain about what I told you at the beginning of this relationship, what I didn't want. So the question we're asking, uh, there's an argument going around on Instagram uh, debate. Um, if a man tells a woman he does not want a child and even advocates for an abortion and she proceeds to have it anyway, then she shouldn't have the right to complain. The other side of the argument is just an excuse for a man to abandon a child. What do you think? All right, we're going to be getting to your calls in a bit. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. The question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, a man, an argument on social media for us, a notion that if a man tells a woman he does not want a baby and even advocates for an abortion and she proceeds to have it anyway, she shouldn't have the right to complain or expect help. Uh, the other side of the argument is that the man is, is an excuse for the, uh, the man to abandon the child. Where do you come down on this argument? We're going to the phones. If it's discussed in the beginning of a relationship and the precautions aren't taken, then he needs to man up. It shouldn't be just totally on her and her responsibility if the precautions weren't taken. If they're not using protection, then the next thing is a child. So I don't feel like she should have to have an abortion based on him not wanting a child when precautions weren't taken from in the beginning. I am a victim of that at a very young age. And... I believe that if you express to the woman that you do not want to have kids in the very beginning, I don't think it should be on the man because you were against their wishes. That's your wish, and they should understand that because you may not be the one that he's going to be with, and that's, that's a form of entrapment, I think. There's two responsible adults that lay down together, and there's consequences regardless. Um, and if um, the person gets pregnant, um, the guy should already know that it's a possibility that the rubber may break or they can get pregnant. Some people get pregnant even if they have the rubber on, and it, it just breaks. So, yes, I, I think that they both, the guy should be responsible and hold up his end of the bargain with, with the girl. Um, if they said it in the beginning not to, he didn't want any, then they shouldn't be laying down. Well, a man can advocate for an abortion all he wants. Bottom line is, it's not going to be granted to him. But a surefire legal way to get out of from up under a kid that he didn't want or plan is go down to the court and ask the court to absolve him of all his parental rights. Give up every single parental right, you know. If, especially if the woman knew that he didn't want no kids, use the protection or not. <clears throat> Just go down to the court and have them sever your parental rights. You don't want it. That's it. It's crazy that you would abandon a child. I, I have a son. I taught my son, if you have a child, that's your responsibility. Because you also have the opportunity to protect yourself. And I just don't think that's right to, to abandon a child. I know that women want the equal rights and everything. But we're talking about a child. It should be something within you that that's my child. And you want to take care of your child. <laughs> People are getting heated. Somebody having this argument in the car right now. Yeah, it's um, build over from Instagram now. <laughs> we got today's Millennial Minute that's coming up in approximately 10 minutes. This, of course, is the D.L. Hughley Show. It is the, the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment I'm update. <laughs> Remember how facetious that was a couple of weeks ago and now it's just true? There have been so many. One more indictment and he should get a free car wash or a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> Steak knives, something. This, right, something. A fan, something. Like a blue chip stamp, something. A blender. Toasters are old school, so no toasters. <laughs> yeah, no toasters. <laughs> All right, so if you're going to be in Orlando this Friday and Saturday, I'm, I'm going to be at the Orlando Improv, two Friday, three Saturdays, so come check me out. Um, Jasmine Sanders, I, uh, you, you called me because I was on the road. I was driving when the uh when the indictment came down it was late too because i thought it was very at a certain late. point you know if you live in the west you think everything's over by at least five because that's eight mostly anywhere else in the east and um so generally things like that don't tend to happen past that time well funny had she had a lot that she needed to get out i watched them i, I could not move from the tv because i wanted to see everything and so i watched them set up the podium they set up her step and repeat they step they they set up everything and then she sauntered in and she laid it out and she said i will only take a few questions and the people who asked her questions she set them straight some because you know of course it was one question that you know tried to make it seem as though i guess apparently there was some leaked document that um you know she claimed to come from a 
clerk. And she was like, I don't know nothing about a clerk. I don't know what a clerk's yeah. responsibilities are. Right. That's not my get down. I don't do that. Right. You Do you understand yeah. who I am? And she said, this yeah. is what I have right here. And that's when she laid out the fact of this is what we look at. And she said what she had to say, and she walked right off. So now, in total, Donald Trump is facing nine. And this is one thing I know for sure. Nobody that gets indicted 91 times did nothing. You know. Nobody. Like your mom used to say, oh, so everybody lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, coming up this hour, we're going to be uh, having part two of Talking All That Jazz with Derek Barnes. Plus, we will have uh, a deserving someone. We'll get the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Well, uh, obviously not as well as you writing all these books and being so successful. <laughs> Man, I'm, uh, I, I just got off the road because, you know, I had a little makeshift tour. We, they had me in um um, black-owned bookstores. So I'm off for like a month, but I'm working on like three books right now. Oh, my goodness. Go, yeah, That's amazing. Go yeah. So. so how do you go How do you go from being uh, the creative copywriter at Hallmark to now writing your own book? So basically you just expanded, you know, obviously in a different direction in terms of writing. How do you make that move? And what was it in you? Have you always wanted to be a writer? I've I just been a... Uh, a creative person, you know, all my life. Uh, I wrote um, for my college newspaper, um, proud alum of Jackson State University. I wrote um, a column called Brown Sugar. My name was, well, you know, everybody on the yard called me Hershey Brown. That was my nickname. So it was Brown Sugar written by, it was a advice <laughs> column. It was it was like Billy D. <laughs> Williams meets Dear Abby. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, hilarious. <laughs> and so graduated from there, I did the whole spoken word thing and Hallmark was my first was my first job, you know, right out of college and it was like being in graduate school. It was my first time being in an environment surrounded by, you know, other creatives and so many talented artists, painters, writers and landed my first book deal, uh, the guy that illustrated um, my book's Crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut, and I am every good thing. Gordon C. James, he actually worked at Hallmark as well. He connected me with my literary agent, like in 2003. Uh, my sister named Regina Brooks, and I've been with her ever since 2003. So, uh, well, I love the fact that you know uh, the titles, you know, the King of Kindergarten, and 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 even the one about you know the Crown, you know, uh, I yeah. you know, an ode to the Fresh Cut. All of these things speak to uh, not just children, but I think even when adults, such as myself, when you see these things, you know, I feel blessed and lucky to know that you know there are titles and books that are that can contain subject matter that was not available when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, it was, you know, everything looked a particular way and it certainly did not include black and brown kids. And I think we already know how impressionable kids are and they like to read stories that reflect them. And so is there is there something about your childhood that kind of um, made you decide, you know, this is the because I mean, being when you're a great writer, you can write anything, but you chose a particular topic and content. Is, Is it because of how you grew up? I think a lot of it has to do with my role as a, a parent. We have four beautiful sons. I have two boys in college, uh, one in North Carolina A&T, one at Fayetteville State. We're HBCU family. Uh, the boy that's on the cover of Crown, he actually graduates next year. He's headed to Hampton. And then we have a 12-year-old. <laughs> but I think a lot of it just it just, just comes from being the father of the mighty Barnes brothers. Uh, we moved to Charlotte. I live in Charlotte now like eight years ago. And I had eight books out, and my career just was fizzling. You know, I was I was I was on the verge of quitting, but I, I didn't quit. I I continued to write books. I wrote like thirty books between 2011 2017. And when we first moved here, you know, my office was pretty bare, didn't have any furniture, anything in it. But I would sit on the floor and work on new books. And one day, my second eldest boy, Solo, he's 18 now. He was like 10 at the time. He came in. The house smelling like outside. He had been playing basketball in the back. <laughs> and he saw me working, and he was eating an apple. And he looked He looked at me. He's like, Daddy, you know what you should do? You should write the blackest book ever. You're already not getting no book deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, he reminded me of who I was writing for. Like, I, I, I had started to write for those gatekeepers, but Solo reminded me that I'm writing for and to black children. And so I always try to center my characters and some of my stories around issues that affect black children. I always want to make sure they are the center of every story. 
I, I want I want every black child to be able to go into a bookstore and see my books and feel empowered. But it's also important for white children to see black children centered, of so that course. they know that they're not the center of the universe. I, I think every child of every race deserves to go into a bookstore, or library, and see a book that uh, uh, centers them. But I always want to make books for black boys or they have their heads up and empowered, smartest ones between the pages. You know what I mean? Just you know, you know the heroes. I love it, Derek. Thank you so much for the hard work that you do. And you know what? I'm going to look you up on Instagram. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to repost and and post about your books. I'm going to buy the book. All right, Jess. Thank you so much, Derek. I appreciate it. Continue success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Much love. Thank you. It is now time to give a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. And now it's time for the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. I'm not here to make friends. John Larry is a renowned trial lawyer. He is well known for his expertise in handling complex criminal and commercial litigation cases. But I would think that whatever question you had would be better asked by your counsel. I'm his counsel. Laurel gained recognition for his representation in high-profile accounting, securities, conspiracy, and healthcare cases. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. So, why is John Laurel this week's recipient of the shoe booty of the week? Answer the question! John gets the shoe booty because he wants to to the south side because the MAGA crowd believes his lies. You are fake news. John Laro is Donald Trump's new attorney. Your Honor, I object! He wants to move the trial from D.C., a.k.a. Dark Country to West Virginia. First of all, it's illegal, but it's a smart move. Even though West Virginia, according to John, is more diverse, it is 93% white. I see white people. And 4% black. We don't like your kind around here. It's obvious he wants West Virginia because 69% voted for Trump in 2020. We will make America great again. On the other hand, D.C. is 46% white and 45% black. something to remember. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial. But an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed. Don't nobody understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, man. That's the Sixth Amendment. And that's why it's illegal. West Virginia is not the state that crime was committed, and you will not find an impartial juror that does not have a MAGA hat. How does it work? Not like that. And that's why the Shoe Booty of the Week Award goes to John Laurel. Now here's a swift kick in the ass. What You Need to Know with Sybil Wilkes is coming up in 10 minutes on the D.O. Hughley Show. Now it's time for What You Need to Know with the one and only Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. Donald Trump is now under indictment for the fourth time in as many months. The former president is charged along with 18 others, including close associates, accused in a wide-ranging conspiracy to overturn Georgia's 2020 election. DA Fonnie Willis alleged that the actions taken by Donald Trump and associates in trying to overturn the 2020 Georgia election amounted to criminal conspiracy. President Joe Biden's campaign is making a strategic case for violence Vice President Kamala Harris's position on the Democratic ticket. In a memo obtained by ABC News, the Biden campaign emphasized Ms. Harris's role as a prolific fundraiser and her connection with the Democratic voting base, considering her critical to their re-election success in 2024. The memo highlights Harris's positive marks among specific groups important to the Biden-Harris coalition, like non-white voters and low-income Americans. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. Thank you, Sybil. Coming up, we got a song for when your mom and daddy were still together. It is, uh, of course, back to school time, and that can cause problems for uh, some divorced parents. We're going to make things just a tiny bit easier with uh, my top five. That's coming up in less than 15 minutes. It's the D.O. Hughley Show. All right, it's the D.O. Hughley Show, your indictment, indictment update. update. It's indictment season. 
Remember that if you're in Orlando, Florida, I will be there this Friday and Saturday, two Friday, three Saturdays to come check me out. I will say this. Between Alvin Bragg in New York, uh, Letitia in New York, uh, Fonnie Willis in New York, in uh, Atlanta, and George Chuckin in D.C., how many do you think you've heard out of the Trump administration in, <laughs> in this last two months? Uh, I just love the fact and, and all of the derogatory things that he has said going all the way back to what his father had, mm-hmm. you know, I guess taught him and all of the things that he, when you think back to his very first presidential campaign, the things that he said, the, the way he treated Puerto Rico, the way he's treated just black sure. and brown people, period. I love the fact that the people who are leading the charge in all of these cases are black. I love it. Yep. Can and, you and imagine mostly black women who he has can, a terrible disdain for? I can you it. imagine it is black people versus white supremacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's what's on you, the You're gonna get tried in DC, few black people there in Atlanta, a lot of them there in New York, a lot of them there. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, I would say this that the idea of America is now in conflict with the reality of it, and we shall see who wins. The people fighting harder, hardest to keep the notion of America solvent and alive are people who didn't benefit from it. Correct. And I think that that's poetic justice. It is. And I think one of the reasons, and you talked, alluded to this early, white supremacy is at uh, is at war. Uh, I think with democracy. Yeah. And in at least Georgia, it is white supremacy that that made it possible to charge them for RICO. Mm-hmm. They thought we're going to write these laws and make it easiest for to charge and convict young black men. And that trap that they that they set is now in the instead. She couldn't have even gone to Coffee County and got some of these co-conspirators if it weren't for the RICO law. Correct. So about 15, 16 people wouldn't be in this, in this right now. So you wanted young thug. You got him in an old one, too. So <laughs> coming up this hour, we got a song from when your mom and daddy were still together. We have my top five, a little note from the GD section. And of course, we will cover today's top stories with what's trending on the D.L. Hughley show. It is uh, back to school time. And of course, that can cause some problems for divorced parents. We're going to make it a tiny bit easier. Jasmine, give us five smart back to school tips for divorced parents by Brittany Wong from, uh, from Huffington Post. Number five, if your ex lives out of state, have him or her call into the, any school meetings that you guys may have especially now you or have FaceTime everything and from, then it, yeah yeah, yeah. So you have all these platforms now you can just have a yeah. zoom call or whatever can you FaceTime if you have a restraining order that says you can't be within a thousand feet of them is that as long uh, as you do it from across the room there you go okay. yeah all right just check. yeah <laughs> number four of the top five smart back to school tips for divorced parents uh, attend parent teacher conferences together now that might not work if you have that restraint that might violate the restraint yeah might yeah yeah she may have to go from room to room Get yes. It. Yeah. Number three of the top five smart back to school tips for divorced parents. Uh, well, if your ex can't be there for day one, uh, you know, take a text, send a, send a text, text a picture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but not that you kind of usually have. How's your little <laughs> doing? You don't want that one. Not yeah, that one. I'm talking about the ones about You don't the kids. want the eggplant pics either. Just yeah, exactly. That's, no, that's no, what got us divorced no, in the first no. place. Right. Number two of the top five smart back to school tips for divorced parents. Drop the kids off together on the first day of school. I don't right. know how convenient or easy that would be. I definitely, it's probably tough to take off from the sheriff department parking lot. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, Meet up at the same time. Probably. Don't work. Your ankle bracelet is scraping up the (laughs) upholstery in my car. What's that beeping? (laughs) (laughs) Your time running out? (laughs) That's what that is. Smart back to school tips for divorced parents. Split the cost of back to school supplies. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you split the cost. Gotta have a lot now. Though. I don't think nobody, yeah, it's split the cost. Of it. Absolutely. Okay, we got a little note from the GED section that'll be up in less than 15 minutes. This, of course, is the D.L. Hughley Show. That will do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the D.L. Hughley Show, your indictment, indictment update. update. Remember that if you're in Orlando, Florida, I too will be there this Friday and Saturday, two Friday, three Saturday. So uh, come check me out if you take a notion. Uh, Jasmine right. Sanders, what did you learn today? So just again, another reminder um, about Hawaii. I know there's a lot of, you know, people who are going on about their daily lives. But we have to remember they are also a part of us. And when we talk about helping one another out, we need to remember them. I, I saw where they're saying that they expect the, the death toll to rise to at least 10 to 20 per day. Uh, I know Biden has received a lot of backlash because they think he should have been there yesterday. But, you know. 
the people in Hawaii are saying, you know, we do need help. We do need a lot of things. And, and they do recognize some of the stuff that FEMA is doing. Uh, and I saw even they were mocking uh, Oprah and spreading lies about her so much so that they had to come out and speak out about, you know, the people in Hawaii had to speak out about it because they were saying that she was simply doing it for the sake of being seen. Whatever she's I'm doing like, it for. Right. Whatever she she's was doing there. it for. I know yeah. she was there. I mean, whatever she's, she's one of the biggest landowners in Maui, which I didn't know. But I think the yeah. fact that she showed up when nobody else did, I think, speaks volume. So let's just keep them in our prayers. If you know what makes me angry? Do, help. When stuff like this happens, obviously you're upset. And you oftentimes look for the federal government that you deny. You you voted for people to put you in a position. Because more than the federal responsibility, it's the local responsibility. It's the governors and the mayors and, uh, and the legislature, the people that were responsible. But you put horrible people in places yep. because for all the wrong reasons. And when something bad happens, whether it's a fire or a flood or COVID, you have all these horrible people in places and disasters result come up. And then you get mad. Yeah. Yep. Or the people you elected defunded everything. So that's what now I, we right. really need it. Look at you right. telling the truth. So come on now, you 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 decided that you didn't need some of these things like uh, like environmental protections in in Houston. They they remove those, and so you pave over everything. And then every time it rains, there's a flood. That was the or, first thing Trump gutted when he became so stop president. with the <laughs> stop with the yeah. You know, no one could have ever seen this coming. But you got to at least pick people in place who are mentally. There are a million people who are dead because of COVID. A great many of them are dead because of, we had a horrible leader that was talking about you could take you could take uh, bleach and kill. So stop <laughs> it. If you, you, nobody ever thinks about the decisions they make until you make a horrible decision and have horrible leadership. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Jens? What did you learn today? <coughs> oh, Jesus! Is he all right? Did oh, he make I'm it? Sorry. Yeah. You know, earlier today, Jazzy. are you pregnant, Jesus? What happened? <laughs> what are you choking on? Dude? No, Jazzy, you you told us now, earlier. Jasmine. You stay out of this. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually because of her. She told us earlier about the microplastic, uh, yeah. and I've uh-huh. been coughing up and spitting these things out, and I didn't know what yeah. it was. But these are little balls of microplastic. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, Jazzy. At least now I know what it is. It sounds like rubber to me. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Let's hope it wasn't rubber. I don't know what party you went to. This was totally microplastic. That's scary myself, Junior. Coming up on the next Dale Hughley Show, Kyle Hughley, a.k.a. Special K, is going to drop another joint on Short Bus Records. Plus, the military man, Jamal Kingsley, is right here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. This, of course, is the Dale Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite Short Bus operator, pull that string. We got to go. Tout, tout. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.